Hello again, friends, and welcome to the Young Anglicans podcast. The Young Anglicans podcast is a place for conversation and discussion about ministry to teenagers through the lens of Anglicanism. It's hosted by me, Andrew Unger, and me, Eric Overholt. We're both real-life Anglican youth pastors who want to see young people find and follow Jesus for the rest of their lives. We're glad you're with us. And this week's podcast is brought to you by the Provincial Youth Gathering, the ACNA Provincial Youth Gathering, which is coming up uh, from June 17th through the 22nd in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it's going to be an amazing week together. Uh, we have a few days of a conference with amazing speakers like Archbishop Foley Beach and Arch- Archbishop Kwashi from Nigeria, I believe. That sounds uh, right. But, but please come and spend an incredible week following Jesus in our uniquely Anglican way, doing what the early church did, celebrating the Eucharist together, encountering the living God in the praises of his people, devoting ourselves to the teachings of the apostles through challenging talks and Bible study and serving the world that he loves. So as I said, it's going to start with a few days of a conference with amazing speakers and workshops, uh, but and then we're going to move to uh, a missions trip for the last few days of it. It's going to be an amazing time for us to go out and really see what God is doing in the city of Dallas and just come alongside that and serve the people of Dallas and serve God um, as we serve those people. So please come. You can go to younganglicans.com to register and get more information and see a lot of really amazing pictures of uh, the last time, the last provincial gathering we had, which was up in Wheaton and Chicago in, what was that, 2017? That sounds like uh, we had, yeah. We had a great time up there. There's some amazing testimonies uh, about what God did in that uh, conference. And we want you to come and join us and bring a bunch of students with you um, this, this summer as well. So once again, that's June 17th through 22nd register. Now, I believe you can still get early bird pricing for when you register. Um, but please get, find some kids and, and come and join us in Dallas this summer. I mean, make sure that you're students, right? Like don't just find any kids. (laughs) I suppose (laughs) kidnap some children, but that's, that's frowned upon. That's frowned upon generally (laughs) across the ACNA, uh, stealing children. But Am anyway. I right? Did I did I see that uh, Keith Hartzell, Father Keith Hartzell, is talking as well? Is he doing a healing ministry thing? I know that's a big. He big is. Part of his I believe he's. I be. I, I can't remember exactly what his topic is supposed to be, but I believe it's generally on on his healing emphasis. So uh, I've become decent friends with with Father Hartzell over the past few months um, as a greenhouse missionary. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited that he's going to be there, too. I'd forgotten about that. And uh, we're still looking for another speaker. Some exciting names have come up about that. So I but I can't say any more about that. But it, it's going to be a great it's going to be a great week. So um, we really speakers. hope you can be there. Yes. Um, secrets. <laughs> do, you, do you know that, that I, I volunteered with uh, Keith when when he was a youth pastor when I was in college? I volunteered in his youth ministry. I when he didn't was at realize yeah. that. He's the well, one who actually got me the job at All Souls. He's the one who was connecting with the team, searching at All Souls, and he had recommended me, and that's how they got my name and reached out to me. Oh, that's cool. No, yeah. I, he's he's is the greenhouse rep for Diocese of Western Anglicans. Oh, okay. That's so why he's, he's out he's, in your in your neck yeah, of the woods all the time. He's been he's been my direct link to greenhouse um, while I'm out here. So gotcha. anyway, I've learned I learned 
everything I've ever done about youth ministry from <laughs> Keith Hartzell. <laughs> Shout out that, to Keith Hartzell. <laughs> that's maybe not We true, love but, you, Keith. You're awesome. Um, all right. So today we, uh, we have a bit of a vague topic, but I think it'll be interesting. We want to talk about, um, maybe start off talking about branding and youth ministry, and then maybe let that blossom naturally and organically into a conversation about, um, the visuals of youth ministry. We're Anglicans. We have all these beautiful visual symbols and how we incorporate them. Um, so both Eric and I have branded youth ministries. What's yours called? What's your youth ministry? It is it is now called Real Time. Real Time? Real Time Youth Ministry or just Real Time? Uh, I call it, we, I just call it Real Time. Okay. And is that I, the I mean, name I, of I, your... It's not, it's not like trademarked. I haven't like <laughs> set up a 501c3 Real Time Youth Ministries or anything like that. But I call our youth group gathering Real Time. Okay. And if it expands further than that, we'll call it Real Time Youth Ministry or yeah. something. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because sometimes specific gatherings get named and sometimes yeah. entire ministries get named. I am terrible with branding. Um, we started um, back in 2007 when I started at All Souls. We right off the bat were incorporating a second church into our youth ministry. And so it was really important to me for us to have a neutral youth ministry name. And so we talked about it one night. Being a fresh out of Bible school student, I sort of insisted on I recommended all these Greek words that could potentially be names <laughs> for our youth ministry because I was going to be, we were going to be cool. We weren't going to be like some English word. It was going to be in Greek. Um, I did reject uh, one of my students at the time. Uh, shout out to Wesley Jacobs. Um, he wanted to call us Usopp, Unger's Subordinates of Piety. I rejected <laughs> that name for our youth ministry. Um, <laughs> but our, uh, so our youth ministry is called Zeo Youth Ministry. Um, we pronounce it Zeo, not Zao, because I want it to sound like the Christian heavy metal band, not like their Greek word. Um, an inside joke that none of my students get, but I really like. Um, and for 10 years, our like image was uh, a brontosaurus that I had sort of sketched um, that the students all really loved. And just this last year, we switched and we sort of updated our branding. Um, and part of that was because I just stopped using the name. Like parents would find out years into our ministry that we had an official <laughs> name for. They just kind of called it youth group generically. Um, yeah. And so some of that branding desire, I, I sort of wrestle into why we do it in, in the first place. Mm -hmm. At the heart, mm -hmm. it's always that we want to have a name for it that everybody can own, irrespective yeah. of which church you're from. That's always kind of at the right. heart of that project. It's about that It's about that ownership. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but like, and I bought, if you go to zeoyouth.com, it just forwards to the allsouls.com slash youth, like that page. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm, so I'm trying again to, to use the branding and put, um, our logo is the word Zeo with a little like leaf in the O. And so that leaf kind of has become our, our, our brand. Um, and so I use it to try and mark different items and, and give some, again, some community ownership. And I think the brand as a rallying point can be valuable for students to, to sort of, again, feel that sense of ownership. And maybe as, as 21st century consumers, they need a brand. They need an icon upon which to hang their hat. 
Um, yeah, that makes me that makes me uncomfortable though because I want to call them out of that idea. Yeah. So it, anyway, the 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 downside of having an audio and not a video podcast is that no one got to see how your head just flailed in like frustration <laughs> and angst about that very suggestion. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean that's where I am, and I I'm I it has some value, but I think I ended up not leaning into it too much because I didn't want it to become a thing independent of the rest of our church. Now our church has branding too. We're all souls. We use that souls thing everywhere. So every gathering we have is called souls together. Our, what used to be called missions and evangelism at all souls is now called souls on mission. And we use that branding to talk about all of our outward facing stuff. And it's sort of, there was at one point a running club called all souls. Um, S O L E S. Like we lean into that brand a lot. Um, but it, it, I can say for the church, it has helped just to identify and help people kind of jump on board with things. I'm not yeah, sure. So, well, yeah, so you go on. Well, I, I was just, I was going to ask you a question uh, along those lines, because it was something that I was thinking as, as you were talking about this and as we were both kind of expressing our mutual discomfort with this general idea, yeah. um, wh- why, why am I uncomfortable with this for my youth group, but I'm not uncomfortable with it for a local church? Yeah. Right. What? Especially, especially in my case, in which the youth group, we really did kind of plant a church within a church with my youth group. Yeah. And, and so in that sense, it, it, I don't understand why I'm like, I, yeah. And we're talking, we're talking about maybe rebranding our church, right, too, for various reasons that I don't want to get into. But, and that doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me uncomfortable, but there's something about the youth group that it makes me uncomfortable. And I, I just not entirely sure I understand that own, that conflict I have within myself. So why are you troubled within me? That's the <laughs> exactly. trust in God. Yeah. He will again, save you as will the brand. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, so he, here's what I think. I, I think, um, part of it might be, um, what will be a future podcast episode about the, the struggle about, a youth ministry feeling distinct from the church, mm, right? That right. like, like having, it's one thing to have a subsidiary brand um, yeah. where like, like souls on mission, all souls uses that. Um, and it's actually been a really successful way for us to think about um, the things we do as sort of outward facing tasks. And it's sort of been a way to encourage by branding different activities as souls on mission, quote unquote, it's a way to say, hey, this counts as mission too. And your kingdom mm-hmm. work can look different. It's not just the missionaries we send out or the organizations mm-hmm. we send checks to, but it's, you know, there, there's all kinds of great stuff related to that. Um, working at food pantries, or there was a young college student who like somehow got connected to this woman who was a hoarder and she started helping her like clean out her house. And it, it was this fantastic story. And it all had to do with think outward facing. And by calling it souls on mission, it didn't feel like it was ripping it from the context of the whole church. Mm-hmm. Whereas in some ways, Zeo youth ministry feels like a separate thing that all souls yeah. does. Right. Yep. Um, and, and it can be a way to have students feel like, oh, we're, like, yeah, maybe I go to All Souls or Church of the Savior, but my, I feel like if we lean too heavily into the brand, what we're saying is you don't really belong to your church. You belong right. to this mini church, which is cooler and has fun games. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, let me let me 
share a little bit about why I, because it was literally like the past, it was in January that I rebranded. Okay. Um, and a lot of that was because uh, my church or my youth, the, the youth group that I was leading kind of got, it, it grew and became defined within the context of a youth alpha ministry. Okay. Right. And so it, it, we were utilizing the youth alpha program and God did amazing things through that. And you know, it, it was great. And the kids invited their friends and it was, it was amazing. Um, but we were like people, people were beginning to call youth group youth alpha, right? Oh, I'm mm. going to youth alpha tonight. And even though there was no alpha stuff going on even, at that even point. Even if we and, and and so this spring is I I finally okay we've done youth alpha we've done youth alpha several times and it had been just pretty we've just been pretty much repeating it in our youth group just over yeah. and over we're just gonna keep doing youth alpha, which is good and ha- there's a, there's a place for that but I I felt like no where we were as a youth group we were uh, all of our high school kids pretty much had graduated and we were we were very middle school focused at that mm-hmm. point which youth alpha, in my opinion, is less effective for that yeah. um, than it is for high school students. And so I knew I needed a place for more catechesis. And, um, and I wanted to be introducing students into the idea of what it really means to be a part of a church body, yeah. right? Uh, or, or, or a body of believers, okay? Yeah. Not, um, and so real time, it, it, it's got a number of, yes, there's a number of different meanings of what I mean by real time. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, church calendar is implied. Uh, authenticity, authenticity is implied. A bunch of yeah. those other things are all implied. And I wanted to create something distinct in our youth group that was separate from youth alpha so that there, when there came a time, real time would then do youth alpha, right? So yeah. but we're not, we're not youth alpha. We're real time and we're utilizing a youth alpha program. Yeah. And so that was all, why I, I mean, I was in a lot of ways, I was ultimately fine calling our youth group, youth group. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, but I felt like we needed something to, to more kind of define who we were to define what we were going to do when we all came together and a lot of things like that. And so it just, I just felt, I just felt like that's the way we needed to go and came up with real time. Um, you know, hoping, Kids don't go and watch real time with Bill Maher yeah, I was because, just thinking about because that. I would imagine there's profanity <laughs> and things like that in there that I don't want the kids seeing. But but I you know that doesn't concern me. Well, concern if they've me. subscribed to HBO already, they're already in, in <laughs> they're enemy's already hands. So exactly. <laughs> so I I think actually at the heart of what you're talking about, a number of things come to mind. Um, so our my my rector often says like we're just in the communication business. Like all we do is communication as a church. We're just, we're, we're communicating things. It's reductive and it's not true. And I don't think he actually believes that we're, we don't do anything but communication, <laughs> but in a large part, communication really matters. And, and that I use that in the, yes, it does. in the full sense of communication. I mean, we're talking McLuhan medium is the message stuff, like how we say things. Well, you know, all that's really important, which, McLuhan might have things to say about us using brands for youth groups um, in the first place. But I think part of this wrestling with youth ministry branding has to do with fundamental questions about youth ministry as a whole. Like, what does it mean to belong to this other ministry? Youth ministries, unlike I think any other ministry, develops a sort of self-identity independent from the church in a way that Mm -hmm. children's ministries doesn't, college ministries doesn't. I mean, they always feel like part of the church youth ministry is this ministry that has a 
reputation, a propensity for being a separate thing. But I'm not sure that's actually bad, right? Because if the three tasks of adolescence, um, of yeah, identity, right. autonomy, and affinity all matter, affinity is an important piece. And part of what it means for them is to have a moment to to identify with a group of people who are Christians who are same-age peers. Stephen Ty talks a lot about the value of same-age peers yep. um, for faith development. And so I think the idea at its best, let's talk about branding at its best, would be but a hang, way to hang say... On. Yeah. Hang on. I, I, want, I want to interrupt. I, I apologize for interrupting your train of thought here, but I actually think I want to tack something onto that. I don't, I don't think it's just same-age peers. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's same-age peers as... In a in a in a community that is distinct from the from the community that my parents are a part of. Yeah. Right. It's adolescence, especially middle school, is that place where I'm taking those first steps out on my own. Yeah. To to find who are my people and where do I fit in and where do I belong, right? And I yeah maybe I'm I'm kind of still reaching back toward my parents at the same time, but I'm sure. taking those steps into something different. So so it's it's not just what you said about being around peers, but it's actually having that space separate from my parents with my peers. And yeah. that's why I think we need, we need youth group. So yeah. I, I apologize no, for interrupting. That, that's a really good point because in that faith development component, it, you need to understand your faith as inherited from your parents and as in yeah. the stream with your parents and your community, but also whatever that individual existential component is of saying, this is my choice to belong. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like branding at its best, youth group at its best is a good space for students to feel like, oh, I'm going to make some of my own decisions about the people that I belong to and who I am. And so having a brand to rally around can be a way to start to facilitate that. Um, It can be a way to say, you know, I, I belong to Zayo Youth Ministry and that's where I go and and a full recognition, I mean, it happens at All Souls that, you know, we add the, we have a separate email, but I mean, the stuff is in church emails. I mean, it, it clearly is part of the youth group as a whole or as the church as a whole, but they know I'm going to this separate thing as my first steps. I think then there is value and I've wrestled with exactly how to do this. It's really important to almost think of it as a sort of brief separation with the intent of then on-roading back into the church as a whole. Um, Mm. I had a friend once explained to me the American highway system, sometimes when you have roads that start with two or four, that means something, and I forget exactly what it means. You're in California. Mm -hmm. You know all about highways. Um, Yeah. You Californians have your elaborate highway thing. I mean, (laughs) it's the the 200 version of the highway, like the 294 splits from the 94, but then returns. Right. And we need to think of our... Uh, if I'm getting that wrong, highway it's... enthusiasts, correct me on Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> but those of you more versed in the you know interstate highway system, please let us know how we're wrong about that. But but that's the model, right? Like the idea that you are on something that is similar to what the other thing is, and it's parallel, and it's going to end up in the same place. But you yeah. do need that space to do a bit of individuating, to do a little right. bit of. I'm I'm at All Souls, I'm at Church of the Savior, but I'm also part of Zayo. I also do these Zayo things that are Zayo unique. And that's the value, not just of brand, but of like internal youth group traditions and jokes and things. Like there was, there are a number of like things that I've said that became sort of memes within our youth group. One of which is I told my students, um, 
I don't care what words they use. They can swear like sailors as long as they have good intentions behind what they're saying. Uh, parsing out what Ephesians... I mean, obviously, I'd prefer if they didn't swear like sailors. But for me, the more yeah. important thing is that they're saying kind things. Well, that turned into every time they said anything that was mean, they're just like, no, it's okay, Andrew. Good intentions. Good intentions. They would just like <laughs> say good intentions to try and baptize whatever horrible things they were doing. Yeah. Um, but that became a thing. Another time I talked about the incarnation, the, the importance of Reagan recognizing that we are embodied creatures um and through that conversation the phrase real meat fun came out um that became a t-shirt that someone made and brought to our white elephant gift yeah, exchange of like real it. meat fun i i really want it to be our like youth group motto like zeo youth yes. ministries real meat fun um but again you know our dance parties on mission trips there are these things that become internal things that are simply a product of friendships when people spend time together that happens and that is really good but it's really important then for us as leaders to figure out as they get older to start to do the separation process from the youth group maybe or mm -hmm. or start to help them think about how to on road back into the church at large so that they yeah. feel like when they graduate and move away it's not like well i left i want to find something like my youth ministry i want mm -hmm. them to think i want to find a another church to belong to and dive in and recognizing that like what they'll be doing is not silly games that that right, we've right. developed and and as they get older starting to do more and more things that look like the regular church or invite them into stuff that look like the rest of the church doing things um as that on as that on-ramp back into 94 since they've been on right. 294 getting back onto 94 right well I, yeah I, I actually like that image um, and it, uh, what's interesting and the, and the part that you and I are kind of talking around, uh, which it may be a little bit distinct for, for you and me and mm -hmm. where our youth groups are, um, which you are already well established as one youth group serving multiple parishes. Yeah. Right. And I am in the, I am in the process of beginning that idea of, yeah. of one, one youth group from multiple parishes. We already, have a youth group made up of kids from lots of different churches. Yeah. Um, at, which, which is part of, I think part of the challenge that I'm dealing with here. Mm -hmm. Um, and why I wanted to rebrand to a certain extent is I don't want to scare some of those students that go to the Baptist church or the yeah. seventh day Adventist church or one of the, like, Oh, what are those crazy Anglicans doing over there? And yeah. can I really trust my students to go, you know, my kids to go over there. So you trick the uh, parents with a brand. We're not Anglican. Exactly. We're real yeah. time. <laughs> Exactly. No, uh, <laughs> but but when when I'm when I'm inviting students from another church to come and be a part of this youth group and this thing that God is doing in our church, yeah, I want to give them the sense that I'm not trying to steal away the families of of these kids that are now coming from St. David's over here to this yeah. youth group that started at St. Luke's, and so there was that very practical reason for wanting to to rebrand as well. And, and how much of that then goes into the need to rebrand, the need to have a brand? H has that been necessary or, or have, has there always been a sense in you and your youth group that, no, we're, we're All Souls youth group and we just have kids from other churches come and participate? I think, um, I think because All Souls has comprised a majority of the students and we use our church building, I think the kids from other churches 
do uh, in a large part feel like they're visiting someone else's youth group. Um, yeah. And part of that is part of that has is what has encouraged me to try to lean back into the branding because I felt like mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that the savior and great shepherd kids feel like they're part of Zeo, not coming to all souls as youth group. Right. Um, right. But it, it is a, it's a tricky thing. Um, because again, you, you don't want to push the brand so much that it feels independent of the other churches. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's this balancing act between group identity and then group identity to the exclusion of all other groups. Right. Um, and there's got to be some balance. Um, I made a little checklist. This is going to be my survey. What what things would you put your branding on? So, like, this is a list of things. Yes or no, do you put branding on it? So, forms or handouts, do you put branding on it? Or no. Would, would you? No. Uh, probably not. Okay. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to do it. So I hadn't, you know, I probably would actually for the parents. Yeah. So forms make sense. Sometimes I do handouts. Like I did a little bookmark with some Lenten disciplines. And the idea was we would, as a group, be trying to do these things. This week is write a thank you note to someone. Um, I still have to do it. Uh, last week was write out 10 things you're you're thankful for. Um, that's really, it's really hard to do. But <laughs> on the little bookmark, I put the little leaf on it because yeah. because this is a group thing that we're doing as a group. Um, handouts with like, like a lesson handout, maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't dare just cause it, I mean, half the kids are just going to leave it sitting there right. at the end of the lesson anyway. So, okay. Website. <laughs> do you, do you have a separate, would you have I, a separate website? I don't have a separate website. I have no need for a separate website at okay. the moment, but my email communications to the youth group are completely separate from my larger churches. And yeah. I'm realizing just listening to you talk, I'm realizing that might be part of part of the problem that I'm feeling, yeah. which again is another topic for another conversation. But a part of that feeling of that feeling siloed is that most of the people in the church don't know what's going on in the youth group because they don't hear about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's a tough thing in some sense, because youth groups often have enough things going on that it's hard that you end up bloating your church calendar because it looks right. like all you're doing is youth ministry things. Um, so, I mean, that's good. a good come, yeah. come get involved in the youth <laughs> ministry. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I lo- we have a separate website. I like that. It's on the all souls page. I don't, I see lots of churches where like their youth website, you click on the link and suddenly there's an entirely different template. Yeah. Then right. um, I don't love that, especially if you're, like for me, that might make sense because I'm incorporating several churches. I feel like if you're at a church, don't do a whole separate template for your youth group website. The youth group should feel like it's part of the right, larger right. church. But but I recognize that Savior families who go to zayoyouth.com do end up at the All Souls website with the All Souls branding on it too. And that's right. Well, and I can ima- I can imagine also a youth pastor thinking, yeah, but my church website stinks. Yeah. And so I want a different template because I want to make it look cool and that the kids are going to like it. Well, and then on top of that, who visits websites anymore? Like that's <laughs> the other question is like, that's what's the so value 20th of 20th a- century, man. It's, <laughs> it's so 1995. I think <laughs> it, the, the website isn't the destination for regular people. That's the destination for first time visitors. Um, so that right, then right. shapes how you do things as well, which might our, our hypothetical youth pastor who wants to get rid of their church's terrible branding. It makes yep. sense. Um, yep. Facebook and Instagram accounts or Twitter. I, I don't have them. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, because you have a you know, moral this, opposition to, to social yeah, media as well. To, to, to a certain extent. That may be stating it a little stronger than I mean it, but I, I – yeah, that's – and actually – I don't know that we've actually had that. Have we actually had that conversation on this podcast about social media in general? I don't know. But um, it's been long enough that we could have it again. Yeah, we should we should do that. That's there, there's another uh, podcast topic. Okay. Um, we we promise to come back to that soon. But I, I don't I don't have a Facebook group. I don't have an Instagram account. I am not personally on them either. It, it leaves me feeling very disconnected from a lot of my students, which I yeah. think is is one of the challenges and one of my frustrations and one of the things I'm trying to figure out how to deal with. But um, if I had them, yes, I probably would brand them. Yeah, I I have I found Facebook. It, Facebook is for parents now. Instagram is yep. for students. But the only yep. students who like my Instagram posts are parents and alumni. <laughs> None of my current <laughs> students like any of my Instagram posts. So I don't know who's getting actually, that. Are they actually following you? I don't know. That's part of the problem too. I'm bad at that. Um, yeah. Snapchat. Shirts. If you were on Snapchat, they probably I, would. I just can't figure out snapchat like i'm already right. dating myself and like i can i can figure out how to use it but i i can't wrap my mind around useful ways to get information out via snapchat it feels, i gotta be honest it feels dangerous to me like the whole idea that i as a youth pastor am posting to my students in such a way that it can't it like i'm using this platform because i know it will disappear like yeah. that whole thing makes me super uncomfortable yeah we should have We'll have James Ciro on at some point and have him defend his just absolute and total love of Snapchat. Or I should yeah. say absolute and total, to be fair to him, absolute and total recognition that Snapchat is where people are and we need to be where people are. It's a very mission-minded goal, yeah. but we'll let him speak for himself. Yeah. Um, He's going to call me a Luddite again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shirts. I, I would say that's one of the main reasons I'm, I'm having uh, my graphics designer guy create a logo yeah. is so yes so that i can make merch yeah so a hat and a coffee mug and a if if my if i i'm not going to make beer koozies but part of me wants a beer koozie with real time on it it could be a uh, it could be a coke koozie a, right a so, like a soda koozie a soda koozie anyway uh yeah but yes t-shirts t- absolutely yes that's one of the things i would want to do yeah and that's that makes me instantly think of, have you read Alan Noble's Disruptive Witness yet? I have not. So he he talks a little bit about Christian t-shirts and sort of says, t-shirts are the way by which you advertise your um, like sports teams that you like and right. putting Bible verses on that and treating Bible verses, again, the medium is the message, and treating Bible verses the same way we treat like which group of highly paid athletes we like to watch decreases basically treats our Christianity like a thin belief. And these are terms you'll have to read his book to, to get more about, but treats it like this thin, shallow belief that doesn't actually matter because we're communicating it in the same way. Now I would say belonging to a youth group. This is where I'm, I'm parsing it out because I was designing shirts, right? As I was reading this book. Um, <laughs> my thought is this um, belonging to a youth group is allowed to be as thin as sports um sports affiliation because the youth group itself is not the gospel this is where we're actually treating the brand as what it is it's this group that i belong to for maximum seven years and then i'm out right Um, this is just or i'm I'm helping yeah or i'm or i'm helping you know that kind of stuff um yeah i think i think he's taking it i mean on the one hand i i see what he's saying and i i appreciate what he's saying right mm -hmm. we don't want to cheapen the word of god we don't want but my kids wearing a real time t-shirt isn't saying, see, look at Jesus. 
This is right. my real time. It, like, no, they, the whole point is you come to real time and it's at real time that we are pursuing Jesus. Like that's everything yep. that we're about is Jesus, Jesus together, Jesus individually, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But like that, I think he's taking it further than we mean it. And I, my church has, has shirts, you know, we're mm -hmm. in a parade, we're in a parade every Christmas and we all wear shirts and it's got, you know, something up some, you know, one of those Christmas, yeah. I can't even remember which was one of the verses from Isaiah for unto us, a child is born, right? That's on there. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like part of what we're trying to do is show the community, see, we're a church and we love people and this is the true meaning of the season and blah, 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 come to our church. Yeah, I think his point, and we'd have to read his book and, and dissect it more. And this, I think, gets to the, the what a brand communicates is it doesn't matter your intention. People can intend all kinds of great things. But <sighs> the question is, what is its actual effect? And yeah. this is where I'm all about Zayo youth group stuff goes on a shirt. Um, for me, Bible verses don't, that's my, yeah, I, that's my weird distinction that, that I'm not trying to criticize your church, although I guess yeah. I publicly am, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, that's okay. but that, that, that idea of the, the branding and even the youth ministry for me, this kind of wraps up our, this kind of ties up what we've been talking about. The brand's value is to try and give kids some sort of group identity, but when yeah. we ask it to do more than that, right? and this is where like where do brands not belong in our worship, in our, in, in, I mean, when kids show up to All Souls or to Zayo Youth Ministry on a Sunday night, you know, they, there's branding on some of our handouts. Um, there's branding if I'm wearing my sweatshirt. But when we go up for evening prayer and we go into the nave and we look up front, there is nothing All Souls. There's nothing Zayo. This is cross and gospel and candles and, and Jesus. And there is no branding because at that point, the branding is, like you said, it's just the vehicle we use to get to Jesus. And we have to be very careful about how we use the branding so that it doesn't accidentally go up in front of people's eyes and say, I'm here at Zayo worshiping Jesus. And they just think like, I'm, I'm worshiping Jesus now. Zayo is the people I gather with. But if Zayo falls, it doesn't matter because this, right, is, just a, right. this is just a temporary <laughs> brand and it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I, but I would also say to, to, to come at this from another angle, the same idea from another angle, I, I don't think I would ever put a Bible verse on a real-time shirt because I don't want real-time to become associated with one verse, right? Oh, oh yeah. At, this is the one verse that we're going to cherry pick out of the entire, mm -hmm. you know, how many thousand page Bible, and this is what we follow. Not, yeah. not the rest of it. It's just this one thing. And I... I I just think that's dangerous. It's yep. like, no, I, I could, if I could put the entire text of the Bible on there, <laughs> I might consider it <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds. But no, I, I just don't. Yeah. In that sense, I don't want the youth group to be associated with one particular verse in that sense. Yeah. But as you're talking about that, what I think of is banners. Like we have a banner at our church. Um, that is, it's our churches, you know, and it's like, when, like when, when we go to the diocese, when we have diocesan meetings, yeah. all the churches bring their banners. And like part of the procession is the church banners all coming in and then getting spread out around the, the sanctuary. Um, and it's, it's like this idea. And it's, it's along the lines of the Old Testament idea of the banners that the, that the tribes of Israel all carried and had. Mm -hmm. And like this is, this is our part of the camp in the wilderness yeah. and that kind of idea. Um, 
this is feeling like political party national conventions as you talk about like i'm imagining those like you're saying banners but i'm imagining those big like triangular like posts up in the air that say like iowa or something here's florida yes yeah. exactly no but and 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 there is value to belonging to a particular group i mean it's interesting yeah. you bring up the tribes of israel i mean they were israelites first but you know the danites mm -hmm. and the and the and the Benjaminites all right. were allowed to see themselves as, as that distinct identities, but we get the pushback from Paul saying, no, who cares about who, who taught you? Right. The right. point is it's all in Jesus. So, um, well, I'm not sure if we solved anything here, but no, uh, we haven't. We've, I think we brought up more questions than anything else. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a podcast. That's really what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think we should teach more, go listen to another podcast. That's not what we do here at young Anglicans <laughs> podcast. Um, as always, we definitely have a Facebook. We may or may not have a Twitter. I think we have a Twitter account that I never post to, but we need to talk to James Syro. We do. We'll bring him, him on soon and have him, have him guide us through what we should be doing to increase our engagement. But if yeah. you have thoughts or questions or you disagree with us mightily, please comment on Facebook. Um, we're probably an Apple podcast somewhere. You could rate us and review yeah. our oh, podcast, I, should, I guess. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I use what is it, FM Player? I don't remember what my podcast yeah. app is called, but I, I could probably, I probably should like um, review our podcast. Us, yeah, review, review our podcast. Uh, this is, I'd have to put some sort of disclaimer in there. Anyway, yes, please do rate us on iTunes and all those other places yeah. so that more people can find us. Share us throughout your diocese. Share, share us with any other youth pastor you see. We'd love to have more people listening and benefiting. And although it would be very Anglican to give us three stars as the middle way, please go with five instead. Um, <laughs> You know, here, I'm going to, I'm going to close us. I've got, today is actually, uh, now you can find out when we record it. Today's actually the feast day for Thomas Cranmer. So I'm going to read the oh, comments nice. for, uh, for Thomas Cranmer and we'll close here. Father of all mercies, who through the work of your servant, Thomas Cranmer, renewed the worship of your church and through his death revealed your strength in human weakness. By your grace, strengthen us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And so to come to the joys of your everlasting kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our mediator and advocate, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace, friends. Okay.